This blogcast will have additional audio content at the end of the episode. Hello everyone. My name is Jared and I'm with Plexus Software. We are here to blogcast where we talk about what we're going to write about so you don't have to read about it. I'm here with Matt Anderson. And he can introduce himself here. I'm in business development here at Plexus. And we're excited to be here with you and share with you our first blogcast. Yes. Yeah. So I'm Matt Anderson. I'm director of marketing here at Plexus. And excited about taking our blogs to the next level by blogcasting. So here we're just going to talk about the topics that are being covered in our blogs just so that we can you know, give you guys some more insight and conversation around those topics. Hopefully make it more interesting and helpful to you guys. So the plan here is uh, more or less, I know you got the topics in mind, so we'll let you get us started. Okay. So today's blog um, is going to be, is about essentials for starting a business. And Jared, I know you've started many businesses kind of throughout your life. And so I wanted to ask you, what are some of the bare minimum things someone needs to start a business? Well, as long as we loosely define start, um, I have, I've definitely done a few things, uh, mm-hmm. even as a child, uh, I was all about the lemonade stands and raking leaves and mowing yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made great money, uh, shoveling snow. Uh, and I remember making necklaces for high school girls, had a little sweatshop going at camp. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I uh, started a lot of businesses and, and what I mean by that, I'm half kidding, but also Really, by the technical definition, um, in, in every one of those scenarios, I, I had started a business, and that's right. a sole prop. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people get really um, stressed out about, should I start an LLC? Do I start to incorporate? Do I have an escort? I mean, they start throwing out a lot of words they don't necessarily know all the consequences to anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. You don't need to is kind of the good news here. So... The essentials to starting a business is is really just the the drive to do so, mm-hmm. um, and so if you uh, keep it simple and you start a simple service company, uh, right. which every one of my examples were technically um, mostly service, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you you just have to get out there and and sell yourself, right, right. So, so uh, you're a sole prop. You don't need to do anything do else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just so get- the IRS is going to basically uh, you can write on your personal tax return. You can you know, actually do your expenses. Um, you know, the main thing is keep track of your expenses, right? Keep track of your mileage, mm-hmm. keep track of really anything and everything. Um, cause one of your basic expenses will be taxes. Yeah. So the way to minimize that is by tracking your other expenses. Home internet, cell phone. Uh, these are things that are relatively unquestioned um, mm-hmm. by the IRS. I mean, a cell phone is pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to want to track uh, basic expenses like that. But even if you're not sure, as long as you can go back and get the receipts, mm-hmm. um, but anything you're not sure about, just make sure you have a box that says unsure about. And then I would basically classify those by month. Okay. And that's about what the IRS would expect. Right. But none of that, you need to set up anything with your state or city government. You just yeah. start hustling and making money. And Yep. Insurance would be the first question I would ask. Okay. Uh, so the only reason to set up an LLC would be for the limited liability. Right. Um, but you have to be a target. So if you don't mm-hmm. have um, enough assets that somebody can really come after, like, you know, your house is relatively protected. Okay. Uh, depending on the state, it might mm-hmm. even be even more protected. Um mm-hmm. 
but you know, you have to have a lot of equity in your home or your car needs to be over. I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but it's like you're protected. I don't know, Mm -hmm. $5,000, $10,000. But the main thing is, is people worry about way too many things uh, for somebody to sue somebody or come after somebody for something so small, usually when it comes to the service that most of the time they're worried too much and they just need to get out there and and see if people are going to give them money. Right, right. Because that's the key. Because then you can figure out the other details as you go along. Yep. Um, speaking of, you know, you talk about insurance and risk that comes, what are some ways kind of after someone gets going, they're, you know, they're actually making money, serving people, sure. helping them things out. What are ways they can kind of reduce their risk in regards to. So the number one reduction in risk is being adequately insured. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So you can have five LLCs and spread everything out. And I'm always like, just buy more insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're in a high risk industry. I mean, we're obviously we're just not talking about people who are probably dealing with chemicals oh, um, right. or, or construction is very different, mm-hmm. but depending on um, your industry and how you define it and mm-hmm. what service you're providing, uh, you know, for the most part, insurance is very cheap. Mm. And so buy more insurance if you're really concerned. Right. Uh, and that's okay. going to be, a lot of people don't go after mm. more than that, especially if there's not a lot to go after for you. Right. Um, but so the next good. level of protecting risk would be st- forming an LLC. Mm-hmm. It is very easy. Most people don't right. realize it. There's so many websites like, let us help form your business. Uh, here in Kansas, you just go to Kansas website. It's mm-hmm. very easy to find the spot, search, you know, how to make Kansas LLC. Make sure you end up at the Kansas website, not right. some other website. Mm-hmm. And then just form an LLC. You pay about $175 and then $50 a year after to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And that creates a liability. And at that point, uh, and with all, we'll go back. One thing I left off, keep your finances separate. Oh, right. That's a good one. I know a lot of people will just say, well, I classify everything. Just just go start another checking account and do all your business stuff through that. Right, right. Yeah, because it's just way, way too easy to yep. misspend the wrong money and, yep. and it really can get yourself in a bind. Yeah, and it just makes your life so much less work, actually. Right. Mm-hmm. The, how, the ease of starting an account is so much easier than uh, trying to keep track of the classifications. That's good. So, so insurance... LLC, and then really keep your books separate, yeah. your business from your personal. And I'd reverse it. I would keep my books separate first. And then if people start wanting to give me money, mm-hmm. uh, I could probably go the whole year, especially if I'm not too worried about, you know, kind of getting sued or anything like that. Um, before I'm like, wow, this is really panning out. I mean, if you put numbers to it, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of people who kind of get started that way and, and you know, they, they start bringing in over ten, twenty thousand dollars. It's like, hey, this is really turning into something different. Maybe right. more than a sole prop, mm. um, you know. So then, but you could at any point in time, you could start with an LLC if you wanted. If right. that made you sleep better, mm-hmm. um, it's not a big deal. Right, right. And then, yeah, that makes sense. So now that we've kind of reduced our risk, what are some ways that people maybe don't think about when starting a small business, and ways to increase your profit? Sure. Uh, the number one way that, um, when especially when you're beginning, is focus on keeping your expenses low. You don't need mm-hmm. everything in the world. You, you, for the most part, usually you make up for it with sweat equity. Right. Um, once your sweat equity starts paying dividends, that's when you use those dividends, mm-hmm. uh, which hopefully are in the form of savings, and you and you start buying things to make you more efficient, right, uh, or make your life easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part. Profitability is going to come from cost reduction right? for most people just getting started out. 
And that'll be the biggest thing is focus on not getting a bunch of costs you don't need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that gives you, makes you be kind of leaner uh, and you, so you can be meaner and, and grow. Absolutely. And, and like I said, you're, for the most part, you're trying to find out if people are going to give you money. Right. Um, once you're in that boat, you're kind of graduating into, hey, you know, more people are lining up mm-hmm. to give me money than, than I can do work. Uh, the hardest thing is going to be with costs is going to be probably hiring people. And, mm-hmm. you know, when do you hire them on? Um, I worked, uh, I know before I got employees, I, I worked lots of hours <laughs> because I wanted to already have the hours for that person. Right. And that's just the reality of a startup. So right, right. right now this conversation is naturally kind of turned into a startup conversation, but starting a business and startup kind of synonymous. Right. Right. Starting. Well, yeah. Well, I hope that those things were helpful for you guys in regards to starting a new business. And um, if you want to learn more, read, read the blog from this week and hope it's very helpful. And we'll catch you guys next time on the blogcast. But at the end of the day, if you have an idea and you don't know if it's going to go anywhere, I always tell people, well, make money and then you can worry about the consequences. Right. If you don't make money, then keep track of your expenses because you can actually still potentially offset income, but you got to have income somewhere mm-hmm. and ideally through that business. So commit and get started. Yeah. You got to have an idea. Once yeah. you know uh, something you want to do, then you have to just do it. So I always say the world is filled with a bunch of people who talk about doing mm-hmm. and it has far fewer people who do it right. Once you know, you're going to do something uh, just do it and then learn along the way. I'm a big fan of that. Right. Absolutely. So the next question I had is what are some kind of simple ways that people can maybe reduce risk when they start a, a business? Cause I know we all hear scary statistics like, you know, 80%, I don't know what the number is, but something yeah. like 80% oh. of new businesses fail and things like that. So people get scared. Yeah. But what are some simple ways that people can re- kind of reduce their risk in starting a business? Absolutely. Uh, sweat. <laughs> uh, so one of the borrow money from dad, that you know you don't have to pay back, you know? Uh, <laughs> great advice that I would give anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody else is willing to foot the bill and you don't have to pay it back, you're in great shape. Right. Um, once you've borrowed more than you're worth, borrow as much as possible so, is something I've heard people say. <laughs> um, but that's usually when you know where you're applying it. It's leverage. Right, right. Uh, so if you're going to risk everything, then you might as well risk Go as much as way. people will loan you because mm-hmm. you're risking everything anyways. Um, right, right. So that's not really about, uh, it does lower risk, but that's more about leveraging rewards. So as far mm-hmm. as reducing risk realistically, rather than just kidding around, mm-hmm. um, my first comment is the truest form. Uh, sweat equity is the cheapest yeah. thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, getting out there, it really goes back to doing again. If you're going to just do it, get out there, sweat, figure out if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and sitting around talking is, is a waste of time and time is money. And if you're a small business startup, entrepreneurship it's your most valuable commodity is time and money because they're the same thing you're interchanging them people always want to start too complex and so you start super simple and then if that starts gaining traction you add complexity okay Um, so it's a constant cycle it's a circle not a straight line right so you do the simple thing first like say get some traction get some knowledge from doing it yep and then take that to the next level on the other side of risk, then obviously is reward or profit. What are some simple ways in starting a business that people can really 
that people don't usually think about as ways of ways of maximizing profit? Uh, so first and foremost, maximizing profit is reduction in costs. So you got very popular adage, you got to spend money to make money. And I think that was coined by salesmen who are trying to sell people things. Uh, and I have found that to be not very true very often. Mm -hmm. So there are moments in my life where I had to spend money to make money. Right. For the majority of my life, that was not true. Mm -hmm. Yet, everybody says it all the time and they believe it. I don't mm -hmm. know how many times people would say that to me if I uh, had to buy something or a salesperson trying to sell me something right. uh, or just talking with, um, you know, whether peers or other people like that. It was just so clear that that was a myth that was real for people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a myth um, right. about the majority of the time. Like I said, there are times you have to spend money to make money. Uh, in the long run, you're going to have to worry about branding mm -hmm. but in the short run it's about just really uh customer satisfaction and right. referrals uh, yeah. so i would be shocked if anybody starting up isn't 95 percent plus referral 